Hello everyone, how are you all? I feel like it's been ages since I've come on here and recorded an episode. (laughs) I feel like I've been around the world three times since my last episode. You know when when you wake up and you sort of have a plan to get something done and then bit by bit the plan starts to unravel and fall apart and nothing happens. Well, that's what the last week has been or the last few days and it has just left me so exhausted with one child teething, my husband injuring himself, it meant I had to take care of everybody and I started to feel really run down and all the things I planned to do just didn't happen. But anyway, we're here, everyone's better, thank God, and we've lived to see, we live to see another day. So, oh my gosh. When do you tell your child that they're black? This is a conversation that I had a few days ago with my daughter. And it's a conversation I've been aware of and really nervous about. Because, you know, I really want her to navigate this life free, as freely as possible. And I don't want to lumber her with any of any baggage, any of my own baggage from my own experiences. I want her to have her own experiences and me to sort of be beside her to help make sense of them all. And obviously, um, I've had some challenging experiences. And I've also got friends who have children similar age who have already experienced negative things and also not wanting to be black or wishing they're white or wishing all sorts of things and that's left me a bit nervous um as to this conversation about color and what that means and children are innocent and there's awareness I have that just because there's an awareness of difference doesn't mean there's anything loaded. Anyway, so my child the other day tells me she wants a ponytail. Because everybody has a ponytail and she doesn't have a ponytail. And she noticed everyone has a ponytail. So <laughs> that left me palpitating and my heart pounding. And I had a chat with my husband and I found that this is my husband, my conversations with him act, he acts as a container for me. He's a place I go to, to talk through things and, you know, we create spaces for each other to kind of dump and process. So my initial instinct and conversation was to talk about how, which I, you know, tell her how beautiful she is and how beautiful her skin is and her hair and your skin looks like my skin and daddy and grandma and auntie and your hair looks like grandma and auntie and list things that she can identify with, you know, people she can identify with. But it was really interesting when I spoke to my husband. He was like, well, we talked about it. He's like, is that necessary? And that is part of baggage because... It's important anyway, we came to a decision that actually what's more important isn't to list the, the thousands of women that came before her, but to 
embrace her difference and recognize that she is different and that's okay. And for her to stand in that difference in the room, whichever room she walks into, without loading it with anything else and to celebrate her difference. So upon reflection, I I think that I was working too hard to overcompensate um, the fear of the what realizing that my she is black would have on her, what impact this new knowledge would have on her, and I didn't want any of the negative experiences that I have had to come on her and um, found I was trying to protect her from something and really trying to work hard by listing everybody, all her ancestors, this person's black and grandma's black and auntie's black and you're black and I'm black and you've got Afro hair and I've got Afro hair. It was just a lot of work so that she could feel safe or that I could feel safe because she didn't she doesn't not feel safe but I think it's me and that's this brings me to another point so we got a birthday present a book something like the A to Z of blackness I don't know what it was called but I started reading it and I just felt that it was inappropriate like M is for melanin because you've got melanin in your skin and it's beautiful B is for bold as um, B, you know, it was really, um, there's a real agenda in the book, sort of really pushing you are black and black is beautiful and you are empowered, E for empowerment and, and all these things. And I just felt it to be really weighty. And I would rather her as a child just read children's books with stories about elephants and animals or anything like that. I I just felt like those books just have an agenda. But why I talk about that is because I think I was doing the same thing. And I think these books are trying to overcompensate for all the damage that's been done or has been done out there to some members, I'm not going to say everybody of the black community, whether in the US or here or wherever it is. And so I feel like this is almost a response or a reaction to it. But what is so difficult is that I have to, and we have to in our home, sort of filter out, is this true for us? And do we need this? But the reality is actually we've come to a place where we, she's got to stand in her own self, her own like be confident in herself in who she is in all that she is and being black is just one of those things it's not the thing it's not the only thing and that doesn't define her and we don't want her to be defined by that or limited by that or confined by that even and you know we want her to be able to navigate her world the way she, she sees fit and I took it upon myself to have another conversation with her and I was a bit nervous and what was interesting is I had an L magazine and in this L magazine which is amazing it looks like the editor the editor of L magazine is now a black woman which meant and as I was flicking through the magazine I saw way more color in 
the pages of the magazine, which is great. If if there isn't much diversity in the magazine or publications, I've lost sort of I lose interest because I feel like, well, these advertisers they're not looking or talking to me. But anyway, I digress. So I noticed them, I thought this was fantastic. Um and I do like to have sort of magazines around. We can we look at pictures together, things like that. And I and I thought, oh yeah, what I'll do is I'll show her because there were there are a lot of beautiful black models in this publication. And there's an art exhibition actually with black photographers, which I didn't get to take her to, but I, I thought that would be a great opportunity anyway to take her somewhere. So anyway, we I bring it up again, but this time instead of talking about her ancestors and trying to do that, what I do is I say that the reason why you don't have a ponytail is because you have Afro hair and your hair is different. So your friend's hair is long and straight and your hair is curly and thick and your skin is different as well. Your skin is black and your friend's skin is white and you are tall. She's one of the tallest in the class. And when you walk into a room, you are, and I say her name, I am tall, I have black skin, I have Afro hair, I have beautiful eyes, I have, and I sort of started to describe her and wanted her to own who she is, knowing that she is different, and that's okay. And then, and then I showed her these two models, one was blonde and white, blonde, white, and the other one was dark-skinned, black lady with no hair. And I said, can you see these women? That they look different, that the world looks different. There's so many different people, that different skin colors and different hair types. Everybody's different. And this is what the world looks like. It's full of all these different people. And my daughter absolutely loves unicorns. So I told her, she's like a unicorn. So even though there might be loads of girls there with ponytails, it's like she's a rainbow unicorn amongst horses. And she's different. And that's okay. And she got it. She got the unicorn analogy. It was enough. You never know how far you need to go before a child is satisfied and then changes the subject. But it's an area I had to tread very lightly, carefully, only because of my boundary, where where do I end? Where does she where do where does she begin and where do I end in terms of, you know, all my stuff and her space for wanting to have a ponytail, which is fair enough. So that's what that's how that conversation landed and it seemed to go well and it seemed to be okay. We'll see how it goes, but I, 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 think, I think this is just going to be an evolving conversation as the years go on um, and as she starts to notice different things. And So anyway, that's that. You know which song I'm listening to? I like Khalees, um because she seems to be somebody that dances to the beat of her own drum. She's a musician. She's a chef. She's now a farmer. She's got a very eclectic taste in fashion and she just kind of does her own thing and I I've come across a song of hers that I have now 
on repeat, it, it appears. It's called Sugar Honey Iced Tea by Khalees, and it's from the album, the Tasty album. So I've been listening to that. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Anyway, guys, I hope you've had a good week, good last couple of days. I'm here trying to keep warm. It is actually warming up. This country has been nuts with the weather. I mean, minus five, minus seven at times it's been here. I'm, it's just unheard of. But I'm really glad to just come on here, say hi. I hope you had a good week and we will chat soon. And if you know anybody that might enjoy this, please do share the link. It really does help people find the podcast and discover discover the show. All right, thanks. <laughs>